Do you have any other off the field interests, maybe sport related, maybe not? Not at the moment. Right right now, I guess I'm just it's hooping right now. I don't think I have anything else I'm interested in right now. Nothing, bro. Not even like, yo, you got some free time on your hands. Maybe you're like, all right, I'll, I'll go to the beach or something. Literally just basketball 100%. Yeah, I'm locked in. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Kids going places. He is. No girls. Social circle small. Yeah, like I'm, I'm in the gym right now. In the gym right now. Nuts, bro. Pulling the interview and then going back to work. Today we welcome Ian Jackson to the Hangtime Headlines podcast. Ian is ESPN's sixth-ranked basketball prospect in the 2024 class. He's listed at 6'6", 180, with offers from some big-time programs such as Seton Hall, Nebraska, Oklahoma State, and more. How you doing, Ian? I'm good. How are you? Doing well, doing well. We also got John in the building. How are you, bro? Doing well. It's nice to meet you, Ian. Hype for this conversation. Hang time headlines. As always, like, comment, subscribe. Follow us on Spotify, rate, review, Apple Podcasts, all the social media, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. You know what's good. We got to jump right into this interview, though. Ian, it's clear you're a highly touted prospect. We've seen many websites such as like freaking ESPN, I mentioned in the intro, ranking you as one of the top Forwards, maybe guards. We've seen you play a little bit of both in the 2024 class. So we like to do this with all our guests. If you could just take us back to the beginning, how did you start playing basketball? Like, what really gave you that inspiration? When did you start? What really made me start was when I was young, used to go outside, playing, playing with my brothers, uh, seeing how they competed and how hard, how much they wanted to win. It really pushed me to, to want to pursue the sport and be yeah, play basketball. And, like, what age were you when you first started? I saw a video, your parents, they were talking, it's clear, you know, they've been a big influence in your life. When did you first pick up basketball as a sport? I started playing at, at 12 years old. At 12 years old, at 12 years old. So were you playing other sports before then? Because that's normally the case, right? Nah, that's the first sport I picked up. No way, bro. So you really didn't play any sports till 12 and then you just started hooping? That's crazy. What? Yeah, six, six, grade. All right, so walk, walk me through this, because most kids that we interview, they're like, oh, I might have had a hoop, you know, first, second grade, and then I started taking it seriously at this age. You hopped into it in sixth grade. Like, if you could explain to me just a little more, like, dude, how'd you get motivated to start playing basketball? Was it, like, a game you saw? Was it, like, your friends that were hooping? Like, sixth grade is, is crazy, bro, and you're a highly ranked prospect, so it's clear, dude, you've come a long way. Yeah, so sixth grade, uh, I went to middle school. middle school, which is, like, known for basketball and known for winning and all that. And I seen like their mentality about the sport, and I wanted to be a, a part of the winning culture and a part of the family they had over the school. So I guess that pulled me towards the sport. And were you good when you first started playing, bro? Like, how big were you? Were you were you good at all, or was it like, oh my goodness, this is a new sport? Yeah, it, it was more of oh my goodness, a new sport. I wasn't really tall. Right? Sixth grade, I was about like five, about like five three, five four, sixth grade. Yeah, and it, it was just new to me, so I was just like new to it, trying to get used to it. So, Ian, when did you really see yourself start to separate from the rest of the competition? I started to realize it when I went, when I went to Auburn with Lutheran uh, in my eighth grade, my eighth grade year. Uh, I started to see it like a real, like large improvement in my game, and my mentality started to change. I really wanted to be like good at the sport. I wanted, to, I really wanted to take it serious at that point. And like in your younger days, can you talk a little bit about, you know, the influence your parents and coaches played? Did you have any coach that stuck out to you, really helped you grow? How have your parents been supporting you throughout the process, you know? My parents have been a huge support. Uh, just letting me know that they're there with me every step. Uh, it's kind of keep, keep, keeping me level-headed, uh, 
telling me I could to push through, and if I really want to do it, I had to really put my all into it. And I had I had a series of coaches, I had a series of coaches, uh, my wishes coaches, my school coaches that really like made that made that extra push into making me become who I am. So when exactly did you fall in love with the sport of basketball? Because, you know, you're playing it in sixth grade, and then in eighth grade you say, all right, this is when I started to get good. But when did that love and passion for the game come? It came after prior, my first my first ever game in sixth grade, first school game, first ever game we played. Uh, I just I just love, like, the atmosphere, like, and having the crowd root for you. And even when you're away, having the crowd, having, the, having them boo, having them boo you. It's just, I just, like, I love the, the energy that the sport gave when he was playing. So that, that made me like, really love it. And how that first game go? Uh, I played terrible. <laughs> I played bad the first game, uh, missing layups. It was, it was kind of. I was nervous. I was nervous, so it was. It wasn't the best game. You mentioned the crowd there too. So we like to ask this question to everyone. In basketball, the crowd is a huge influence. I mean, they're right on the court, and y'all had a crowd in sixth grade. I mean, that's that's crazy. If I was in sixth grade and there was a big crowd watching me play, I I don't know how good I would have done. So like. Can you talk a little bit about like how the crowd influenced you then, and you know what role the crowd plays in your game? The crowd plays a huge role. Um, my supporters, uh, people that support what I'm doing, they go coming out and watch me play, uh, cheering me on for every, after every shot. Uh, there's people, some people in the crowd talking to me during the game to tell me where to go. Uh, I say the crowd plays a huge role. Yeah, the crowd plays a huge role in the sport. And with that crowd, I mean. There's trash talk that comes, right, John? I mean, we know. Oh, yeah. The basketball players, they get frisky, and we see it a lot even in the NBA. I mean, you got players like Draymond. We're big Celtics fans. We saw you were from New York, but got to rep the C's here. Marcus Smart, we love him. Big trash talker. So, like, talk a little bit about the role that maybe trash talk plays on the court and then also from the fans, as you just mentioned. Trash talk on the court from the fans, it fuels me. It fuels me to prove them wrong. It fuels me, it fuels me to just go after it more. Like hearing them say, hearing them talk about what I can't do in the crowd, and then proving them wrong, it feels me like to, to to go get it. And did you pick up that trash talking from day one in sixth grade, or was that something that came a little later? That came a little probably before sixth grade. I was just playing with my brothers, uh, them talking trash to me, and like <laughs> being competitive, not letting me do, not letting me get anything, and just wanting to win so bad. It came from there. So we've talked to other prospects about playing basketball for their middle schools and then a couple others who have talked about playing AAU. So which, which route did you take? And we heard you, you know, playing a little middle school, but it's, it's often a combination of both too, dude. Yeah. Like we've seen that as well, which is kind of crazy because that's a lot of basketball. Yeah, so I played, I played middle school AAU. I played AAU basketball with, with the New York Wiz kids. And from, from there on, I've been with them since. What positions did you play specifically? Back then, I was, I was a little bit taller than everybody, so I was playing around the four, the four and the three back then. Have you ever played a little five? Yeah, situational. All right, so you've been all around, because even when we were looking at, like, the websites, you got ESPN listing you as a forward, and then you got, like, these crazy videos of, like, look at this point guard throwing down. So what would you say, like, your position is now? Where do you feel the most natural? I'll say right now, I can, I can play any position. I can play any position. I can rebound. I can guard. Uh, but I, most natural, I'll probably feel comfortable playing at the two. At the two? All right, all right. Natural yeah. scorer, I love it. We love to score. Get some buckets. And so you mentioned your brothers, I believe, talking trash. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, the role that they've influenced? They've been a big influence. I have five brothers. So when we go out, and I'm the youngest, so when we go out and play, 
it's like uh, you, you're the youngest. You're not getting nothing easy. They're pushing me to play hard, play tough, and they're going to play tough with me. So, yeah, they played a big role too. That's a big family. Do they all play basketball? Have they played in college? Like, where are they at right now, dude? you got a lot of brothers, and especially being the youngest, I mean, getting shoved around a little bit, I'm sure that's helped you become, like, a, a really tough player on the court now. Yeah, it, it definitely helped. But my brothers, uh, they, played, they played when they was younger. Uh, they didn't really follow through with it. But it was, it was, basketball was always, like, a traditional sport in our family. Like, everybody played, but, but I'm the only one that really, like, took it far after middle school. They just tossed you around a little bit, hustled with you, got, got you ready to play the sport. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So are there any friends that you specifically play hoops with all the time? I'm sure it just wasn't your brothers. You know, you got some boys, too. I got, I got friends, yeah. Uh, I, got, I got friends that go to my high school now. Uh, Foster, uh, Elijah Moore, Jeremiah, a few friends, a few friends from the city. And are these heads that you grew up playing with from day one, or are these heads you've met now? I grew up playing with them, too, since... I probably, I probably them probably about seventh grade, like a year after I already started playing. I probably met them. Basketball, big family sport, you know. So, Ian, can you take us through your uh, first memorable game, season, play? Anything that really stands out to you in your time playing? And memorable in a good way, not like that first game in sixth grade where you didn't go so well, because that's <laughs> memorable, you know. But we want that good memory. Uh, memory was was when, when eighth grade when I first started like to from improve and feel like I said, I've been standing out towards like everybody else was. We played Team Durant, eighth grade, out in Spooky Note. And I went off that game, had about 38. And it was like my first breakout game. And after that, it just went uphill since. And you talk about, you know, that first breakout game. You mentioned that eighth grade is that breakout year. Was there a specific like play? Maybe it was that game where you just realized like, damn, I got some potential as a basketball player. Yeah, it was a play. Uh, a kid on the team, Durant team, tried to come down and and dunk and dunk on me, but I just I, I, stuck, I stuck it to the glass. He came back down, shot a three, and then the, like the crowd was going crazy. The energy was just there, and it was like, yeah, <laughs> that was a play. Oh, we love to see you know that defensive side of the game. But you mentioned the dunks. Gotta ask, man. We've seen some crazy throwdowns. So there's the other side of that too, which you just mentioned. You got a block, but sometimes you might get thrown down on. Have you ever been dunked on before? And what was that like? No, I never been dunked on. Not yet. Not yet. Not ever going to. We'll block every single one. What about the other side? I mentioned some dunks, but like, what's your favorite dunk you've ever thrown down? Your most memorable one? Probably recently. I recently like like last like last weekend. Uh, I did like a windmill over a seven footer at a camp. I made hoops camp. That's probably the most memorable time. A seven-footer? I think I saw that on the story, bro. Yeah. Low-key. It was oh wild and wild and... I keep forgetting you're 6'6". Six, six. What's your vertical, <laughs> bro? Because seven feet, you're jumping over a seven-footer. That's a big dude. That's like Shaq. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know right now. I never really, really measured. It's very high. You can jump high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It should be. And so, apart from, you know, Duncan, there's a lot of other points in basketball. Can you talk a little bit about your shooting game, maybe like mid-range fadeaways? Yeah, I feel like my shooting game is decent right now. Uh, it can still use improvement, become more consistent, the form become more consistent. But I feel like it's, it's, it's solid right now. It's solid, but I feel like it's always room for my, for my game to improve. Would you say right now you're more of a mid-range shooter, or can you like consistently hit the three-point as much as your mid-range? I feel like it's, it's, it's pretty even. I can consistently hit the three-pointer, but I'm, I'm more comfortable with the mid-range. It was noticed in an article that you're also a great passer. 
Can you talk a little bit about, you know, getting your teammates involved? It's clear you say you want to play the two. That's a score, but you're still going to have some assists, man. And I've seen some crazy dimes. So can you talk a little bit about that part of the game? Passion has always been like a part of my game. Uh, it's, it's something that I've, more, I've keyed in on more, more recently, that knowing I got to get my teammates involved because defenses are looking to key in on me and stopping me from scoring. So get my teammates involved. And when they get, when they get involved, they get rolling. And we get going as a team. Now flip it, defensive side, right? You talked about a block, but big thing in basketball, taking charges. Can you expand a little bit upon your defensive game? And is that one of the stronger parts of your game? You love playing defense? Because some NBA players, it drives me crazy. They don't play defense during the regular season. But you got other ones, those players that grind night in and night out, that love the defensive side of the floor. And we see that, like, you know, even college, the NBA, those players that can play defense from day one, they're often going to get a really good shot on the floor early because coaches need someone who can lock it down defensively. I take pride in the defensive end. Uh, I feel like I can still get better at it, but on ball, on, on ball defense, I I play pretty solid on ball defense. Uh, it might, might help defense become a little better though. But on ball, I feel like I play, I'm I'm good there. How would you say that middle school in AAU converted into your high school basketball so far? How does it compare? It's totally different. Uh, the game. The way the game is played more different. The pace is a little bit faster. You've got to make a little bit smarter decisions. Uh, yeah, it's totally different. Did you ever have that moment in high school where you almost flashed back to sixth grade and you were like, damn, I'm in the big leagues again. Like, this is legit. Uh, did I have, what, in, a school, in a school game? Nah, just maybe it was in practice. Maybe it was just a coach who ran you super hard. It's just like, dude, when you take that step to the next level, high school, college, NBA, there might be a moment that hits you and you're like, all right, I'm really here. Like, I got to keep working even harder to improve my game because when you move up levels, the kids are going to be better. You know what I'm saying? And eventually, they're grown men at a certain point. I mean, you're 6'6", six, six, bro. You're huge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, was, it was a few moments uh, playing, playing on Dallas against Moody Elite. Uh, I, had, I had a big game against them. I had about like 30, 33, I guess, Moody and we kind of we'll give me a little flashback about what it used to be in middle school. So I mentioned it earlier. We have you listed at 6'6", 180 pounds, and that you're a sophomore in high school. Is all that correct? Yes. All right, all right, that's good. Because sometimes, dude, you, you never know with these websites. They be posting all sorts of stuff. And I feel like that's a good point to transition height, weight. A big thing in basketball is going to be that training and that gym to get up that weight. You know, as you're growing, you want to fill out that frame. So when did you really start weightlifting and training seriously for basketball off the court? Weightlifting began, began last year. Uh, my coaches told me that it's high school now. I gotta really lock in on building my body because everybody is athletic. Everybody is is fast, so you gotta key in on be still being able to keep up with everybody else. It's facts, bro. I mean, we're all college athletes too, dude. We hit the gym all the time. So, what type of exercises are you hitting? You hitting the bench, squats, deadlifts? Like, what's your favorite exercise? Would you say? I would say my favorite exercise is by the leg press or the bench. How much you benching? How much I bench right now? Not even maybe a max, maybe it's just what you rep for five, but like, where's your bench at, you know? Probably right now, it's probably like at 115, 120. That's all, that's all, dude, it's so tough with the basketball players because they're so tall. The bench just like, you have to move the weight yeah. so much further, it's not even funny. Yeah. Another thing off the court is film. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like, how much film do you watch? And is it more film on yourself or film on other teams, other players? I watch film on myself uh, to learn what I could do better and what I messed up at in the game. But I also watch film on other players to pick up some of their key key things they do good and try to improvise it into my game. 
So those key things you just mentioned, what specifically are you looking for? Uh, so I watch a little bit of some Russell Westbrook. Uh, watch how he, how he stops with a dime and just pull up from the mid-range. Uh, a little bit of shot gives out agenda, how he slow pace, get to his spots, and shoot, shoot the shot that he wants to not with the defenses, make force him to shoot. You just mentioned Shy, Russ. Are those the players that you really try and model your game after? Or are there any other NBA players that you'd say your basketball game resembles? And is he your favorite player? Uh, I wouldn't say favorite. He's one of them, though. Do you have a favorite, or can you name, you know, a couple players that you love to watch? Maybe it's not even the best player. It's just that player that you will tune into. I know Russ is one of them. Like, Russ goes hard. I will literally turn on a TV to watch Russell Westbrook. <laughs> yeah, I watch, I watch Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant probably my favorite player right now. Understandably. Yeah, KD, absolute beast, huge feet. Didn't have like a size 25, the Nets would have advanced in the playoffs, you know? Another thing outside of basketball, but that definitely contributes is, you know, the meal, the meal preps. And maybe it's not specific like food to train yourself, but what are you eating? You know, you're 6'6", bro. You're clearly eating something. You're growing. You're tall. <laughs> uh, what do I eat on a regular? I probably, I probably what's I gonna eat? Uh, <laughs> I don't eat like super healthy. But I make sure I get some healthy things in there. Uh, I still eat fast food. Some, sometimes, not all the time, though. But I mostly eat, like, home-cooked meals from my parents and stuff like that. Okay, so if healthy is out the window and you have the option to eat one thing, what are you eating? Mac and cheese. Big mac and cheese. Dude, we be chefing mac all the time. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> and what about, like, the healthy stuff? Are you a big, like, one healthy food? Maybe you're a salad guy. Like, what are you eating in terms of food that's good for you that you're like, damn, this is actually good for me, and it tastes good, too? <laughs> yeah, most food that I eat that's, that's good for me is probably a grilled, a grilled chicken salad. Fire. That sounds awesome. Smacks. Yeah. So, we talked a little bit about basketball on and off the court, but there's also the other side, which is the classroom, the academics. How are you able to balance that in your life? I learned to manage time well. Uh, when I was younger, it was pretty tough, so I had to learn how to lock in on just basketball and schoolwork and then friends and all that. I feel like right now I can wait because I'm trying to like chase, I'm chasing like a goal right now. So you're in high school now, and you're starting to get into that step of approaching the next phase of your life. So what has been the college recruitment process been like for you so far? We've seen a lot of offers, bro, so <laughs> walk us through it a little bit. Uh, it's been it's been good so far. Uh, schools have been reaching out, talking to my coaches, uh, telling them how they like my game, and they're gonna look forward look forward to seeing me play that coming season. So it's been it's been pretty decent so far. The one question I gotta ask off of that too, that first offer it tends to be a special one. You get that and you're like, damn, I've made it. You know, I got my offer. I'm going to college. It's huge. It's like validation in some way. You know, you've been putting in all that work and to see it really pay off like that. I mean, that's a pretty crazy feeling. So can you walk us through that first offer and kind of how it all went down? It was big. I was in the house. I was in the house and my coach called and like, he was like, congratulations. What school was it? I think it was a university. It was Bryant. It wasn't that big, but it was Bryant. And they offered and it just it just meant a lot to me because it showed that uh, all the work you're putting in is finally coming to pay off, but it's not over yet. You still got more work to put in. 
Exactly. You got to keep that mentality, keep the grind on. And bro, we're from Boston. We know Bryant. We've been around Mass. You know what I'm saying? So just to get that first offer, dude, it's just like, all right, more are going to come. I just got to keep working. It's like that first little piece of validation. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot more down the road. So how many offers are you at right now? Uh, right now I'm at seven. Damn. All right. What was the first time you were really starting to get noticed by college scouts? I would say probably the summertime of my eighth grade, yeah, becoming a freshman. And was there like a specific play where a college scout noticed you or was it like they saw your tape online? Like, did you ever realize like, oh, this college scout's looking into me a little bit, you know? It was more of a, ta a tape online. So they seen the tape online and they reached out to my coaches. They like, really, they like, like my game and they really want to come out see you work out and see how I am as a person. And we've seen, you know, a lot of players your age they visit a lot of different camps we saw you were playing for like team usa that's not a camp that's a freaking usa men's national basketball team but can you talk a little bit about any camps you may have visited and if like they played a role in your recruiting at all i don't say i went to any big time camps yet uh me me i went to me hoops camp that's probably the biggest there but i don't say i went to any big time camps you're dealing with a lot, bro. We've talked basketball, academics, camps. I shouted out Team USA. How have your, you know, friends, family, and others helped you through this process? They've just been there talking to me, telling me that they know it's, they know it's hard, uh, telling me how I had to push through. And it's not, it's not easy for a 16-year-old kid to be going through what I'm going through right now. But I just got to be humble about it and just keep going. Yeah, that's the key, bro. That's the key. And when you... You mentioned the offers, seven offers. When you're looking at all these offers and these different schools, in terms of the basketball program, do you value like, oh, they have a lot of success in March traditionally, or oh, they have a super packed arena all the time, regardless of how good they are. This is a traditional basketball program with history. Like, what is maybe one quality in a school you look for and you value? Just winning. I've always wanted to win. I've never been satisfied with losing. Oh, falling short. I just always wanted to win. And what's the loudest stadium you say you've ever played in? I mentioned, you know, college basketball. They got a crazy atmosphere. By the loudest stadium, probably at, at UIBL. How loud was it? How loud was it? Could you, like, hear, you know, your other teammates on the court? How many fans do you think were packing the place? Uh, it was packed in there. I think it's probably, it probably about 500 to 700 people in there. And that's like, that's like throughout the building. So even even though they're not probably in, in the gym, but they're in the building, it's still like loud in there. So you can't really hear nothing. I mean, the noise is deceptive. We went to a small high school, but when, when you would get like 500 heads packed in a tiny gym, it would be loud. So it really doesn't matter like how many people you have. It's more about, you know, the arena, how the sound bounces, all of that. And obviously you're on the court hearing the noise. Have you interacted at all with any college coaches? Maybe, you know, you've reached out to them? Not at the moment. I haven't seen I personally I mean, dude, it's a tightrope. You see how I asked that question, you know, have you reached out to any of them? We know the deal, bro. We know yeah. the whole deal with the NCAA. Speaking of that, NIL, name, image, likeness, that's huge, bro. That's huge. A lot of players were considering, like, G League going overseas. We've seen that because... You weren't getting paid in college, but now you're starting to get that money in college. Does that factor in at all to your decision in terms of like, okay, I can now go to college and get paid versus like, hmm, do I want to go to college if I can make a bag overseas and play with some professional players at the same time? I feel like, yeah, I, I, to me, 
I don't, I don't think the money really plays a factor. It's just where I feel like my game will fit better and give me a better chance and make it to the NBA. It's facts. Money will come, bro. Money will come. It does not matter. But the NIL is cool, bro, because the college athletes, even the high school ones, you guys work so hard. You deserve to be compensated. Like, I just, I, I don't stand for that either way. So it's hype now that you can, like, take the traditional route and get paid. So we've been in high school, bro. We're graduated now. We're finishing up college. But I was not a top basketball prospect. Not at all, bro. Not even remotely close. So do you feel like you have a spotlight on you or any added pressure just being the athlete that you are? Yeah, uh, it's definitely a spotlight. I wouldn't say pressure because I don't really believe in pressure, but it's definitely added spotlight into people see, looking forward to you playing and seeing what you're going to do next and see if you can stay consistent. I wish I could not believe in pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing, bro. So basketball, academics, little spotlight on you. You mentioned friends at one point earlier and you said, you know, I, I can't spend as much time with them. I'll save them for later. And it's not save them for later type deal. You know what I'm saying? But it's tough to manage just like being around the boys when you have all of these other responsibilities that we've talked to. So how do you handle just your social relationships with your friends? I keep my, my circle small. So my people, my people that's in my circle know that I'm trying to do something. So if I can't really like go out or something like that, then they understand and we really take it personal. So I say, yeah, just keep my circle small. Yeah, bro, keep the homies tight, have that trust. That's how you got those friends for life, you know what I'm saying? Those heads who just know everyone, it's like, well, who's really your boy here? The other thing, dude, is like, I'm a dude. I like females. I'm not afraid to say it, you know? And in high school, like, I was definitely hanging out with girls. Do you have a female interest, a girlfriend? Like, how do you feel about that aspect? Is that something that you're just like, all right, that can wait till later on? Or, dude, you're a normal dude, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's obviously going to be some interest there. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's interest, but right now, I'm mainly focused on just basketball right now. That's the straight-up answer, bro. Because, again, like the money, the girls will also come. I promise you, bro. So have there been any other top recruits that you've matched up against as you've gone throughout high school? I matched up against a few. I matched up against Elliot uh, and Nas Cunningham. Nas is the boy. We love him. Just had him on the podcast. Awesome dude. Great baller as well. Have you ever played against any current NBA players, maybe former NBA players? We know the league be running pickup. We've talked to a lot of college players, and they've even high school players. They're shouting out all of these crazy names, bro, like De'Aaron Fox, like Tyrese Halliburton. Like, dude, just crazy names of NBA players. Have you ever matched up against those heads who are in the league? No, I never had a chance to. Not yet. Uh, unfortunately, not yet, but hopefully so. It'll happen, bro. It'll happen. And that's just, you know, it's a super cool experience. And we've talked a lot of positives, but everyone goes through struggles. Do you have any tough moment in your basketball career you wouldn't mind sharing? Uh, yeah. Uh, tough moments I had was with seventh grade. I, I wasn't really playing up to par as I thought I would. So, like, I started to lose confidence. We didn't really, really, really want to play no more. And it was just like, this is a rough time at seventh grade. And how you pushed through that, bro? Because I'm sure that shaped you a little bit in terms of the man you are today. My family. Honestly, my family, friends, uh, they talk to me, tell me to keep my head up, uh, keep, keep pushing through. There's no reason to give up. Yeah, you just started. And I kept that mindset. That it, it was just the beginning, so it wasn't really like crazy. So I just kept playing. That's why you keep your social circle small, bro. Have that family, friends around you. They support you, and they can really help you through those tough times. Have there been any injuries of note for you? You know, just speaking of tough times, that's another thing that athletes go through, whether it's a small, big injury. Has, have you ever been dinged up a little bit? No, I've never, I never been through like a bad injury. I've never had, thank God, <laughs> I've never had an injury yet. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, we, we don't hope for a yes in that answer at all. So that's really good to hear. You got to stay healthy. But, you know, those professionals, they deal with injuries, too. They're just they're a part of the game. So speaking of, you know, professionals, do you have a favorite NBA team at the moment? Uh, favorite NBA team, I would say, is, is the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Lakers fan. So are you a Lakers fan or a LeBron fan? No, I'm a Lakers fan. Okay, got you, got you. Had to ask. My Celtics has some battles with you, but one of the rare arguments that I will just go to the grave with is that Kobe's the GOAT. Like, MJ, LeBron, like, they're GOATs too, but my GOAT, Kobe Bryant, bro. Kobe Bryant is a freaking legend. So, who is your GOAT in the NBA, would you say? <laughs> I go with Kobe too. Love that. Kobe. Love that. His mentality was just different. That Mamba mentality. And John and I, speaking of, you know, basketball, we both play some 2K. We've seen a lot of players getting into it recently. You play 2K at all? Yeah, I play some 2K when I have some time. So if you were to be a 99 in any attribute in 2K, what would it be? Probably probably a job layup. Attack the hoop, attack the hoop. What about if you could give yourself a 99 in any attribute? Just have those Kyrie dribble handles, bro. Oh, he wants my goodness. to embarrass heads. Breaking ankles all over the court. Have you ever just tossed someone's ankles? Yeah, it happens all quite often. You got to hit that jumper when you do it, bro. You got to, oh my God, there's nothing worse than when you break the kid's ankles and then you don't hit that jumper because it's like the highlight was there, the arena was on their feet, and then, oh, man. But we've talked a lot of basketball, but do you have any – other off the field interests, maybe sport related, maybe not. Uh, not not at the moment. Right right now, I guess I'm just it's hoping right now. I don't think I have anything I'm sort of interested in right now. Nothing, bro. Not even like yo. You got some free time on your hands. Maybe you're like, all right, I'll, I'll go to the beach or something. You got literally just basketball, one hundred percent. Yeah, I'm locked in. <laughs> oh my goodness, dude. Kids going places. He is. <laughs> no girls. Social circle small. Yeah, like I'm in, I'm in the gym right now. No off the field. Dude, that's that's what we like to hear. In the gym right now. Nuts, bro. Pulling the interview and then going back to work. In terms of being in the gym, a big thing that basketball players, all the athletes, because we talk to football players too, they listen to a lot of music. So what type of music you listen to? Uh, I listen to a lot. I listen to a lot, little baby, little dirt. All right, bro. The last guest, Nas, he didn't mention Lil Baby. He was the first one to not mention it, but we hot. We back again. Lil Baby. <laughs> love to see it. Everyone loves Lil Baby. Any other, like, low-key artists? I noticed you're from the Bronx. You got any, like, New York artists that are pretty low-key that you like or just any artists that, you know, aren't those top tier? Uh, low-key artists right now. Uh, I'd probably say I, I listen to my brother music. Oh, really, bro? We'll, we'll plug that in the description. Send us a link after. That's fire. Yeah. All right, bad dude. One, one head out of New York. I remember listening to Roddy Rich like three years ago, and I was like, this dude is stupid talented. Does your music differ in terms of like pregame music or workout music when you're trying to get hyped or shooting music? Maybe you're trying to, you know, keep it a little more mellow or just music in your free time. Like, how does that change between, you know, your work and then when you're off the court? Yeah, so when I'm going to a game, I like to listen to something, something more slow uh, to calm me down. Uh, not not to get super hyped, but to calm me down before I tip off. But when I'm working out, I, I like to listen to music to get me hyped, turned up. Um, 
just to get me in that mode. Headphones or speaker? For the game, headphones, when I'm working out, I need a speaker. Yup, that's the right answer. That's the right answer. So what is something that you right now would want to say to yourself five years down the line? Just, just keep being you. Yeah, don't change, bro. Stay on that work. That's facts. And what about, you know, vice versa? This is a tricky question, but like your older future self, if they could kind of look back on where you're at right now, you think like what's one piece of maybe advice that you would give yourself? That the hard work is going to pay off. Yep. We're about to wrap this thing up, bro. So before we leave, is there anyone else you want to shout out right now? You know, just get their name out there. Anyone who's helped you along the journey? Uh, I'd like to shout out my, my coaches, my coach AAU coaches, Coach Dave, Coach Muggs, my school coaches, Coach Croft, Coach Tim, Coach Zoltz, and yeah, those right there. And my friends, my friends that been along with me since, since this great. And your brothers for beating you up when you were a kid, <laughs> making you a baller, bro. Yeah. All right, that's it, bro. Thank you so much, Ian, for joining us. Appreciate you coming on, man. It meant a lot. It was great. I'm glad you It was awesome. Hang time headlines. As always, like, comment, subscribe. Follow us on YouTube, rate, review, Apple Podcasts, social media, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. You know the deal. Ian, absolute pleasure, bro. Great interview. Dude. Stay on that ground. You're clearly a very hard worker, down to earth, humble. We want to see you make it big, bro. And it's clear like you're putting in that work. So we'll let you get back to the gym, I guess. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Yeah, good luck, man. All right, thank you. Balling crazy with the hang time.